You're now listening to The Real. Man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about The Raw. Wait, they were talking about The Relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The Relentlessly Real Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to The Relentlessly Real Podcast where we discuss real, raw, and relatable topics. Thank you so much for taking time to start podcast today. Let's kick this off with some introductions. My name is still John. My name is what? My name is who? Hey. My name is Vicky Vicky. Dr. Mike. Okay. Okay. And I thought I was old. You were yeah, you are old. That's <laughs> still true. Yeah. True. Go ahead. And um, uh, I'm, I am, uh, unfortunately, as you can see by this not so great lighting and audio, I'm still at work. So it's a life of having a new job. I am still at work. You're still at work. Unpaid. Um, That's the worst part. But oh, I'm you're getting paid because you're salaried. I'm, I'm assuming you're not a slave. Oh, it goes in as other duties as assigned. Like, that is. That's exactly where it belongs. Right under other duties. You shut up and you're self-employed, and loser. <laughs> and and some people. I mean, I work harder than you. I have to work. I mean, I'm working all the time. Oh, you heard I mean. that, Mike? It was shots fired. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm working harder for my dollar. You know? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are excited to be back yet again uh, to have more dialogue, to have more fun, have more conversations as a community, as a podcast community. Um, I know one thing. We are worn, okay? We are not going to lie today. It has been a worn of a week, okay? A worn of a week. And uh, we are trying to pull it together uh, even as we speak right now, we're smiling. Our smiling is to keep from crying from how tired we are and how Listen, this week has felt lie. like the two weeks. Shaky thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So I, I, my question of the day is kind of it's it's kind of random. I was looking at the podcast earlier today, and it made me think of this this question that I, I generated for you guys for today. And the question is this. Uh, what is the best relationship you've, excuse me, what is the best relationship advice you've ever gotten or that you would give to somebody else? What is the best relationship advice you've ever gotten or advice you would give to someone else? Can I do, can I go twice? Yeah, it's whatever, it's whatever you, whatever you want to do, Terrence. I don't even really freaking care. I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. Um, so the best relationship advice I've ever got is legitimately make sure you are friends first um, and make sure you are friends first and spend time nurturing the friendship um, before going into a relationship. Um, and the best advice that I would ever give um, is talk about everything. Um, talk about everything. So that's a that's a very um umbrella. Yeah. It is so but what I would say is because it's almost nearly impossible, but it I would advise anybody who's really serious about a serious relationship to create avenues and create venues and create opportunities where you all can really talk about as much as possible. Because you'll always be reserved in some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Um so to try to minimize as much as of, of you being reserved and unfiltered as much as possible um, and building that, building that, like building that as you grow closer, 
So like, I don't want to have any barriers. Um, I think it, it would eliminate a lot of stress down the line of having to re reveal certain ways of how you felt and having to stop, have stuff revealed certain way to how your partner felt because you just didn't want to be honest. You know, that's why that, that video you played, like that joke you played, that video you played like a, a few weeks back, John, although it was funny, it is true. What happens if somebody was just honest when they first met you or honest, like, you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, there's so much, even though it's a joke, there's so much truth in that joke that it is very difficult to do. But I, I, I'm just imagine like a, like a, I don't want to say perfect, but a very nice relationship was one where I'm like, yo, I don't got to filter nothing. I don't got to filter nothing with her. Like I can like I can say how I feel, and, and, mm. and it's not going to be ridiculed. It's not going to be like we can just have a conversation of how I feel and what bothered me and what I need you you to work on and what you need me to work on, and we just keep it moving. You know, so no. I don't know. Have you, I don't, so, I'm about to say, I'm about to say have, have you just real quick? Have you ever seen that? Because I don't know if that exists. Relationships where did, have you ever seen relationships where people just are that open, where it's like, yo, we just say everything. Maybe I mean maybe what you wouldn't see it because maybe they just do it with each other. But I'm just like I haven't even seen a relationship where people just are that open. I would say the the comment that I made before the statement that I made before creates a better environment for where that can take place. Because mm. okay. I, I feel like, and the reason I'm saying is I, I feel like with us, right? Yeah. Like even as us, it don't matter if we're man or female. I feel like with you and you are good friends. And you really are working on like, and you're putting work into the friendship. You do start removing barriers because I feel like we are as we are more, we are more or less filtered than we were years ago. You know, even as friends. Yeah. And yeah. I and I would say even with some of my female friends, I am way more or less filtered than I was mm. before. Even working on that just friendship. And mm. so I'm a so I I've seen it in pockets. I can't. So I think. Your question is very difficult, is because I don't know the inner workings of their relationship, as I shouldn't. But I've just seen it. I've seen it where I've seen them out, couples out, and I'm just seeing like, oh, damn, yo, you said that. <laughs> like you said that. <laughs> you like, yeah, yeah, I, was, I said that. Like, no, it's like she said that to you. Yeah, and we. I'm glad she did because I wanted to know how she felt. Mm. You know, and so, 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 so I'm a kind of I, I I agree with you. Up to a certain degree. Yes, I agree with the whole develop friendship thing first, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, that'll determine whether this relationship needs to, needs to be like platonic, like needs to be like strictly like just friendship, or this is something worth taking to the next level. Because I've I've been in relationships before, and I'm talking about just regular relationships. I ain't talking about you know pursuing to. Uh, to to date or nothing like that. Like the thoughts have crossed my mind, but I genuinely just wanted to get to know somebody. And after getting to know them, I'm like, you know what? You cool. Not in a sense of like, there are certain parts about you. I don't think I want to pursue in reference to like a relationship between man and women type thing. But it's just like, you, you dope. Like you dope. I enjoy the friendship. And I think that's all it's going to be. Um, but as far as uh, what, what was the other thing you said about like being open or being open about everything or talking about everything? Mm -hmm. Um, talking about yeah, talking about everything, but not everything is worth talking about. Uh, sometimes, so in a sense of like, I don't know, say if your partner had a rough day or something like that, and 
somebody say something that they usually don't say in an argument just because of, uh, I don't know, again, they had a rough day or you, you caught them in a bad moment or whatever the case. Um, if you are conscious enough in that moment to say, you know what, you acting out of yourself right now, I'm going to go ahead and let this one slide type thing. And then maybe we can have this conversation later. Or maybe it's a sense of like, let me let you cool down. And then you come back and you apologize without me even saying anything to you. Um, so so those are the situations that I'm talking about. It's like some stuff really ain't like worth talking about because at the end of the day, you you trust that relationship in the sense of, okay, they're going to come back and correct themselves and stuff like that later on. You're just going through a moment right now. I'm going to go ahead and let that slide and let you have your space. Um, and time and places, uh, like time is everything, right? Timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Not everything is meant to have like a conversation right then and there in those moments. You got to pick and choose those. But um, yeah, that that's just my, I guess my little gripe about what you said. Like everything to me is not always like worth a conversation. Some stuff you gotta let go. Some stuff you gotta let go. So there's a lot. There's a lot of um avenues in this particular conversation, and I love it because um, what what Mike was just speaking to, um, you and and even Terrence. Terrence was saying, yo, you gotta talk about everything. You know, try to address everything. Mike's saying, hey, there's certain things that. You know, don't need to be discussed. You trust, you trust that you, you know, that person will, you know, you have that rough whatever situation, and that person mm. may come back and work on that or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So that's a synopsis of what was just said. But what I would say to both of y'all is it's interesting because what one of the things I think is um you you get to a certain point in relationships where there are certain things that make your relationship pivot. And I don't even think that person knows who they'll become when they become that thing. So whether it be your partner or whether it be you, when certain things change the trajectory of your relationship, whether it be that you got married or whether it be that you have kids, whether it be that you have a bigger house, more responsibility, a business, whatever the case may be, the, it changes the trajectory of your relationship. And you can't talk about even you can't talk about it, but you can't talk about who you're going to be in five years. You don't know who that person is going to be, yeah, what that person right. is going to think, how they're going to have emotions then or whatever, whatever that person's makeup is in that future version of that person you can't talk about it. you can't discuss you don't know right so you mm-hmm. might want to talk about some like fundamental foundational things but there are certain things that are like extracted like that just start happening happening and they don't even occur until that later person is existing has arrived yeah yep yeah so so to me it's a it's a it's a kind of like i don't know it's just crazy to understand but the other side of it for me and my uh, if me if i was to answer that question I think I said this before, having that person that's younger than you, same same space with you and then ahead of you. So having those couples that are benchmarkers of someone that's younger than you, someone that's like treading right there with you and someone that's like 30, 40 years down the road, having those type of benchmarkers of, of relationships that can kind of pour into you that are older. And that's something I know I've, I've, I've fallen off of. Uh, I did earlier more so in my in my marriage and I kind of f- fell off of. But I know it was good advice because there it, it helped you see oh, these are the things that are going to come up in the next season that you aren't even aware of, that you don't even have, you know, no knowledge of. And it kind of helps you. It's like a personal trainer kind of talking to you about, yeah, oh, this is, about yeah. to, this is about to happen. So when this happens, just know, right? But I also kind of feel like, to Terrence's point, his earlier point, where he said, yo, being more open. So society has changed a lot where, where social media has made everything about being open and more free. And I kind of feel like, why aren't we as open as we could or should be 
about everything. Like, why are we so like what what are we what are we worried about? I guess is the question that I I, I kind of want to pose before we pivot. Is like, what do you think we're worried about as a culture about sharing X, Y, and or Z about whatever? Like, what are we worried about? It's to to me, it's either vulnerability of like self, like vulnerability from of you getting hurt, or like uh uh like in a, in reference to like the other person, like potentially hurting them behind you know the things that you say or like your opinion about something or whatever the case. Uh, there could be like past situations that might have came up that can trigger like, you know what, if she or he reacted this way towards uh, ABC, let me not say, you know, one, two, three, <laughs> let me not say this because mm. I, I know how to react to, you know, that other thing. So mm-hmm. it's like that. I, th- I think those are the things that block us from being like, like keeping it 100 with, with folks. I think so. Yeah. I think the lack of vulnerability is a killer to relationships Mm. because you you can't have like love and vulnerability are they're they're equal. You can't really love somebody. You you can't really love somebody without being vulnerable to them. Um, Mm. And and then love also requires it's the possibility that you might get hurt. You know, to really go like in it, you know, and to to be to open yourself up to to that possibility, you know. But to go all in, I just feel like you really have to be vulnerable. Um, and I don't see how you do it without it. I mean, the second point, like what John was saying, I feel like we are we are more open with the outside then we are more open with the in, with in people in our inner yeah and i think that's uh. a gigantic problem i will say I, I, I one of the best advice that i also think about is that it really i think it is important for you to have to john's point i think it's also good for you to have other couples like like older than you and younger than you I also think it's important for you to have somebody in your in your circle who has the mindset of the opposite sex. Um, mm. Like, as a guy, you should have some strong, at least, I, I don't know. Like, whether it's, I'm not saying that it could be a sister, it could be an auntie, it could be something who you can bounce, like, some stuff off of that is in the mindset of how a, a woman would feel. And yeah. the same vice versa. Um, I think as a woman, you should have somebody, some, you can't get all, you should not be getting all your advice from somebody in the same set. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't think it's just, I, I think it's like, it's like, it's just saying it's the equivalent of going to a doctor for lawyer advice. Like this, like mm-hmm. you would like, it's, it's a fine. And just like I said, people will, what if they're not, you find the right one. You seek wise counsel. Like it makes it like, you don't just tell it to every person in the opposite sex. You find the right one. Like, and I just feel like, you know, somebody from the opposite sex has, if you are dating someone of the opposite, let me say that. Someone from the opposite sex has 25, 30, 40 years of experience being in that sex. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you have 20 or 30 years being being that sex. So I think you have a wealth of expertise. And, I, and I'm going to give you an example. I, I was talking to one of my best, one of my closest friends today. And she, and she was kind of describing. I was about to say, oh, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, sure. we were talking. About, um, oh, okay. Okay. That's <laughs> she, was, she was talking about something that happened today 
she was talking about something that happened today and mm -hmm. it really bothered her. And she was like, you know, and I love that she always gets my feedback. And I said to her, I said, um, you know, I don't think you should mention it right now. I don't know you should bring it up. I said, because you said to me that your husband right now is going through a whole lot. He's bothered. He's stressed out, whatever it was. And I said, is this thing like a deal breaker? Is this thing like a major thing? Is it thing? She's like, no, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I said, yo, I, I would, I would, I would like see the, what the vibe is when you get in the house. If y'all cool, do you need like, and she was like, no, I think you're right. I said, because I'm speaking from the mindset of a guy. Ain't nothing worse yeah. than coming home. So coming home from a hard day work. Mm -hmm. And then you want to come off with some stuff that's not even a big deal. And I've already communicated to you that I'm dealing with a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, even a bench, and she was like, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I said, mm -hmm. and this is the funny thing I did say. I said, you know when you should bring this up? After you give him some booty. <laughs> and I, 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 I said, I was worried. I said, and so let me explain you why. You could, like, you you, you you got him in a nice place. You got him in a nice mood. And I said, and, and, and how you phrase it is important. You know, like, I've really been enjoying your time with you. It, like, everything is good. The other day when we were talking about this and you said this, hey, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, 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 can you word it differently? He is more receptive when he's had a release. Like, so it's just like, I, like I'm, I'm just, clear, clear mind. Yeah. Clear like, mind. Like, and, and, and I said, you still got to be delicate how you say it. But, but, but the, the funny thing is, I, I also feel like it might even be out of your mind by then. It didn't, it didn't already like trickle to someplace else. And don't even, don't even bring it back up. I'm, I'm like, brings me to another point. Actually, so I had two points. My mother actually, may she rest in peace. She gave that advice and she said, um, she was actually talking to Jovita. She said, you know, you need to, you guys getting married, you need to pick your battles. My yeah, mother yeah. said that. And yeah. I was like, I never forget that. Obviously, it's my, you know, it's your mother. She, she and, and she, of course, she, when she passed on. So that's important. But one of the last things I think you were saying, T, I'm sorry, you were talking, what's the last thing you were saying, T? Because I had a point about that. I just said, like, how you say it and then. Oh, right, go ahead. How you say it and it what? Is, sometimes it's like, it's how you oh, say yes, it. Oh, yes, how you say it. And, and to that point of how you say it, I actually think filtration is important in relationships. And when I say mm -hmm. filtration, I mean like you taking time to dilute that or or filter it out or think about it for a couple of days sometimes could be key to I agree. to to because if because if if you're saying if you're doing both, you're saying yo, pick your pick your uh battles, right? And then you're also just like, all right, let me find let me find six different ways I should say this, and then let me pick the best way or pick the best manner. Cause I know for me, I, if I fly off the hip, it's, it's going left. If I do it off of what I, when I feel it the most, we go and go at it. You feel what I'm saying? We going to go for it. But if I, if I take the, take the extract the thought out of my mind and then kind of like do the little jigsaw Joan and try to like, all right, I think yeah. now I got it. Then piece it together <laughs> a certain way. And then, yeah, and then package it. And let me tell you, it's gone left. Even after I did that, I, I it still be like, I did, I did, I did it though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to back up a little bit to what Terrence was saying about like, I think you mentioned something like not a big deal. I heard you say that specifically, and um, it it might not be a big deal to I guess whoever is listening, but for somebody to bring up something like that, that's bothering them. It's a big deal to them. So we just got to make sure we're not diminishing. Well, I Minimizing. I, I asked, was it like, is it a big deal to you? Not to him. Is it a big yeah. deal to you? 
And, I, yeah. and so actually, like, like, so it's one of the things where, like, like it's it's funny because I don't want to count my point earlier where I think you should save, share everything and be unfiltered, but it's not unfiltered the way John is saying. I definitely think how you communicate requires a level of filter. Like, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like and we talk about this in one of our very first part, very first part case. I talk mm-hmm. about how communication is what you say, how you say it, who's saying it, when you say it, and the frequency of what you're saying. There's like five parts of communication. How mm-hmm. often I'm saying it, who's the person that's saying it, when did I actually choose to say it? What's the method that I choose? That text message? Did I say it in a video? Did I say it in person? And then also, I got to take into account who I am in saying it. Because sometimes it don't really matter who you are. If you if you are deemed as being untrustworthy from your spouse, you talk about anything about trust, it doesn't really matter who you are. Because you've, already, you've lost their trust. So did you that cancels out all the other four things. Because of even you're saying the right message, you're saying it the right way, you're saying it at the right time, you're saying it in the right format, but you're the wrong messenger. And so it's just like, right. and that's in a, in a whole purpose of communication is to get the point across and so that the person can receive the message. And a lot of times we in couples, we want to communicate to get it out, but you're not communicating so the person can receive it. And the best communication is crafted in a way so the person can receive it. Doesn't matter how you want to get it out. You need to craft it in a way they're going to receive it. So I think being mindful of that does require, like John said, it might require some patience. It might require some filtration. It might require you to walk away and come back to it and visit it and eliminate it, all that stuff, right? And so yeah. I yeah, think that it's like, important. I agree. Like, you know. Like, like getting down to the, the point of, like, the communicate. What's the purpose of even having a conversation in the first place? Are you trying yeah, to right. get back to a level yeah. of, like, cohesiveness and, like, yeah. like everybody on one accord? Or you just want to get your feelings out? Yeah. But see yeah. That, now, what you're talking about right, then, right now, Mike, is, like, yeah. understanding. That's that. Yeah. that understanding is a big part of communication too because mm. like that that sense of saying i get because i think a lot of times what's missed is like somebody just saying i get it like i get what yeah. you're saying yeah that's a big part like like uh, i hear saying, you. I hear I, you. like i hear yeah i hear yeah. you and w- and even if it's not valid for you to take and change it's valid for you to express it or it's valid that it's it's yes. or it's real that it exists even if it doesn't mm-hmm. i don't feel like it's me doing it it's, it's real that it exists yeah. Like those type with of things that, matter. Just so what you, John, what you're saying, I'm rephrasing it another way. You you can debate with somebody till you're blue in the face how what you did, how what you did might have been wrong or right can be debatable. Mm-hmm. How what you did could have been the, a good example or a good thing or a bad thing, always debatable. How what you, you could debate all this stuff. What you can never debate is how what you did made somebody feel. Because you're not them. And right. I hate when people in relationship try to debate. When someone comes off a lens, I see what you did, but I want to talk about how what you did made me feel. And yeah. we can, we can let me get how I felt out. And then we can go into what was the intent, what was the direction, what was the goal. But you can't challenge how something how something made somebody feel. And That's a really good point, T. And, and I've, and I've heard this like, before. That's a really good point. And, and, and LaJonica just hit the nail on the head, Pauls. Yeah. Impact versus intent. Because, because that is true. There, are, like, because I think a lot of times I know I do this. I'm very guilty of this, and mm-hmm. I will own that I'm very guilty of this. I, as someone's articulating an argument, because I didn't intend for them to to understand it that way, I'm like, well, that's you're taking it wrong. Like, yeah, like, like I blame them. It's your <laughs> fault for taking it wrong. You're stupid. Like you're stupid. That's not what I mean. 
right. It's so oh, rude, God. but I know it's rude, and I'd be like, but no, but I, you're stupid for not being. I mean, I'm right and you're wrong, you know. So that's a great point um, to to be able to say, like, no, I intended, and I've I've had a challenge. I will say this this is interesting. This is actually groundbreaking for me because this is really good because I've actually never. I've always had an issue translating what I actually meant to say. And it's been for years. Like, I mean, going back to like Towson Gospel Choir, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'll be making people cry. I'm like, no, I just meant to say you didn't sound good on that one particular part. And they're like, you didn't say it like that. And they're crying <laughs> and crying. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, yeah, but, yeah. but what I also, I've noticed, even for me, I'm the type of person that needs to like also blur it all out, like blurt it all out or say it all out and then, and, and get it out. Otherwise, if I keep it in, it's also equally dangerous mm. because keeping yeah. it in, fester, man. It, is really it, fest, it either festers or I express it to my guys and you'll never know. And it'll just be something in my head. And I, and that's what that's, and now that's you the other now you build your own narrative, your own story for, you know, say if it comes up again and again mm. and again. And and you constantly talking to your guys or talking to everybody else, but the person that actually like has offended you or has caused a problem or feel you feel as though has caused a problem. Um, you, again, all of this stuff is built up, and then it'll be the one small thing that comes up that's slightly relatable to the situation, and then you just gonna blow up. It's gonna blow mm -hmm. up, and it's mm -hmm. like, yo, like why you why you coming at me like that i literally just asked you to pass me a spoon why would you ask me to pass you a spoon that way <laughs> this that see that's what i'm talking about you did this yeah. da, 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 and it's just gonna go way left man one um, of the things that you, you said mike that i also <laughs> learned is that yeah. and I, i'm glad john said it that i'm I, i'm i'm i've learned this year while is that learned with the t l-e-a i learned this year while in therapy okay i learned this year while in therapy um, and I and I want to put in practice is allowing uh -huh. your partner to rephrase or or rephrase or adjust how to communicate stuff to, to adjust it for you. So in other words, say, say that say that make that clear. Okay. Allow. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. You said you said it this way. You said it this way, and the person took it the wrong way, but you didn't mean for them to take it like that. And you all can have a, a discussion about how they how they felt because whatever you said caused them to feel some kind of way but what they have to do also is give you the space to say it in a way that's more palatable for them later and a lot of times what we do is we harp on the way you said it the first time mm. and we don't allow the partner to rephrase it. like the, like the, the thing that she hmm. that my both therapists were saying is why is we in couples do we allow grace for our co-workers do we allow grace for our kids do we allow grace for our students? Do we allow grace for our boss? Do we allow grace for our friends? But we don't have no grace for our partners. Mm -hmm. We have because no they should grace. know. They should already know better. That's, right? That's not true. Yes, I'm. I'm, it, I'm being facetious. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's just so not true. Yeah. So, so yeah. What, she, what she, my therapist saying is, you, you, if the person, if I said it like this, and and you didn't, and you didn't take it like that, right? You didn't. I should. I need to allow you. A chance to rebut what you what you said, right? Have a rebuttal, mm -hmm. and I, let me like, say it way differently. And that's you, you were saying like you don't use it. That's one thing you work yeah. on. And before I would this year, I would fault you. No, you need to say it the, the right. But now I'm like, no, I'll give the person a chance. Okay, mm -hmm. they understood that they offended you. Now mm -hmm. give them a chance to say it and correct it in a way that they really meant it. What I was trying to say is this: you did not hit the note correctly. I didn't mean mm -hmm. to say you sound like butterball trash. Which I didn't mean to say you sound disgusting. I meant to say which is true. 
you were flat. True. And true. you got to work yeah. on your pitch. So right. maybe yeah. you need yeah, to yeah. either. You say pitch. You said pitch with a P, right? Pitch, pitch with a P. Pitch. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I wasn't sure what you were saying. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. No. Hey, but, so, but, so, but, so but, that actually, go, ahead, go ahead, Mike. That actually uh, coincides with what Renee was saying about the whole. Uh, I hear you uh, taking the. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear you a little further, it. and yeah. then recapping and understanding. That's that. Uh, it's called uh, closed loop communication. So, like, mm-hmm. you can say one thing, and then if you repeat it back to that person, just to ensure we're both on the same page in the conversation, right? Um, and that gives that person that's trying to communicate to you opportunity to clarify or to mm-hmm. acknowledge, like, okay, cool, we're on the same page. Let's keep moving forward in the convo. Right. Yeah, that that helps avoid the level of, uh, I guess, offense or like, uh, yeah, in a way where like whatever you said it might have been miscommunicated or or in a way where it's like you know it could become off as offensive yeah yeah two things can be true and that's the thing that we gotta we gotta get better at i think in the realm of communication like two things can be true i could have been trash for saying it the wrong way but also you mm-hmm. could learn to say to understand what i really meant too yes. like two things can still Yo, be true so i yeah. learned that too this year Man, it's been a growing year for you. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, so what my therapist was basically saying, <laughs> and I, I'm going to brag about it. She was just saying, especially in the confines of relationship, learning, learning, there's two things. You know how you communicate, but also validating that how your partner communicates. And you understanding that it's like you, you built this connection with your spouse. And so I know how they communicate. And so they may not have said it how I wanted to say it, but I also know what they were trying to say. And mm-hmm. we try to make them convert to our way. And we, you can't always do that. You have That's to true. give them credit for trying to communicate the best way they know how. Because if, if the ultimate goal is, for example, is, is for them to love you, right? The ultimate goal is I, I, my partner loves me, right? And we talk about love languages. And sometimes we give, we okay, yes, I want my partner to show me love in the way I receive love. I got it. Got it. I got it. It's pretty good. I got it. Right. I don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, do I it. knew he was. <laughs> <laughs> however, <laughs> however, what you also end up doing is, is because they didn't package it the way you wanted to pack. You, you lumped them in the category of someone who didn't love you. And that's not fair because they were showing you love the best way that they could communicate love. And so recognizing when the, when my partner did this thing, they were at least trying to express love to me goes a long way to lumping them in somebody who is, oh, my partner didn't love me. And, and, mm. and a lot of times we, she said, that works the same way with communication. Like you want them to communicate, you want them to communicate in a certain kind of way to tell you how they felt. And they didn't tell you how they felt the way you want them to, how you felt, but they were at least telling you how they felt. So how could you meet them in the middle? I would like it if you say it like this, but I can at least agree when you said it to me that you were trying to communicate this type of feeling. Or whatever it was, yeah. and so allowing space in the area is what I was, what we've been kind of been talking about. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's all great. I mean, last thing I was going to say about this, and and it's I think there's the essence of somebody trying to be the victim sometimes in these conversations, and it's that sense of like victim blame. I want to, I want to win, or you know, some. Yeah. So if you win by saying, "Oh, you said it wrong to me," which happens a lot of times, hmm. that becomes the win. Like so, when Terrence start first started talking about, he said. If if we're try if the goal is trying to understand each other, if the goal is trying to communicate, that's the, the, the that's really the question that needs to be answered a lot of times. Like, is that the goal? 
because sometimes yeah. people are just yeah. trying to win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and sometimes people just want to be, or or sometimes people just want to be victims. I want to be able to say, no, you hurt me, and I, let's just rest there because you hurt me, and you hurting me is the more important than what you felt or what you intended to actually say. Now, no, now whatever you meant to say doesn't matter at all because I'm, I'm hurt. It's it's crazy how <laughs> communication can become an yeah. art of war. And yeah. actually, this was not even meant to be any part of the topic for the day at all. <laughs> it's, if you if you actually can believe it, we were not supposed to hit any of this like that. Pause. But um, we have been on this topic for a little while. So I wanted to go ahead and say this. If you don't know, Biden has decided, guys, that he's going to go ahead and take care of uh, loans for you guys. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did you see that? Did you see that? Mm -hmm. come through? Not, not all of them. Not mm -hmm. all of them, not all of them, but he says, so here's what it is. Biden's plans calls for up to $20,000 in debt cancellation for borrowers who are recipients of Pell Grants, which according to the Education Department is a federal grant that is awarded to undergraduate students with exceptional financial need and have an annual income of under $125,000 for individuals or under $250,000 for families filing jointly. The plan also calls for $10,000 of loan forgiveness for all other federal borrowers with the same income limits for individuals and families. If you were claimed as a dependent on taxes, eligibility woo, will be based on the income of the person claiming the dependent. So bottom line is anyone that's at $10,000 of loan forgiveness and below, uh, if it was a federal loan, it could be forgiven, And you don't have to pay it back. Is that forgive with a T? <laughs> forgive. <laughs> like like Terrence would say it. Yeah. Uh, but it's I mean, I think no. that's so so I think it's dope, but I think it's so like I know Terrence will probably chime in on this one, but I, I think it's super uh strategic um that he's doing this at this time and for this reason of like, oh, you know, we're getting near election season, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I'm gonna start cashing in on the things that I've been saying that I've been I was gonna do a couple years ago. But at the end of the day, this this is what he said he was going to do. Uh, Jeremiah Bynes says, I already forgave myself. all Of all them loans years ago, Mo, they've been yeah, off my credit JD. for a while now. Can't lie. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's funny. I want to <laughs> I say like that, that so bad. <laughs> I um, so I actually am not going to say that because he, he actually has been doing his, old, his entire presidency. So if doing, you think about doing what? Doing what? Loan forgiveness. He's he's done more increasing. He's been talking loans. about it, but he hasn't. He, no, that's the first actual yes, thing he, has, he yes, did. No, it's not. This is not what. What's, what else done. has he done? He's instituted a lot of programs of loan forgiveness since almost his entire presidency. It is. It didn't apply to everybody who had Pell grants, but for like different groups and different pockets. He, you have to fact check it. Every time they I will. Yeah, I'm just board. saying he's. There's a lot of loan forgiveness he's done throughout his presidency. Like you talk about for emergency responders no. and yeah, yeah, for different groups of people. This yeah. is one of the major yeah. ones. But for right. different groups of like public servants, he's done a lot. I remember this is I, a wider I, net I, though, Terrence. This is what he net, promised. What I'm, but, I got you, but what I want to say is I'm what I'm face trying it, to say where is, mm -hmm. I'm saying is that he has <laughs> he has instituted <laughs> loan forgiveness programs. For lots of groups, almost his entire presidency. Now, where he chose to do it at is kind of in the mercy of how would he can get approved through Congress. But he's done this. He's also frozen loans pretty much the entire COVID. Like, yeah, like yeah. almost and, and each yeah. and, and each time if you've watched, for, for, this is somebody who has a lot of debt. Each time it's a you're about to it's about to end. They he finds a way it. to extend it. 
He mm-hmm. about to, it's about to end in what? What's today? The twenty what? Today's the twenty fourth. Uh, yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to, to end on the thirty first, right? It's six yeah, days. They're, they're gonna extend it. They're gonna extend it. Yes. So just like I'm not. He's been on presidency. The issue is. The biggest issue is the only problem I have is, do you understand the amount of debt that people have? Literally ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. It don't. It like it doesn't really move a needle for a lot of people. Hmm. Like not with, it, not it, with it, interest rates at three, four, five, seven, ten percent. Yeah, I was about it to doesn't say move that a needle. Part. Yeah. If you think about it, especially, and, and the issue is especially for minorities who've had to borrow. borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. to just increase the equity to, to be on the same playing field as our counterparts who haven't done that. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't even it doesn't even it does, like it's like almost like it doesn't move the needle. So no. my issue is if you want that's why I've always been a proponent if you want to talk about reparations, don't give people a blank check. Just cancel debts for minority. Cancel college loans for minority for my, for minorities. Like, like I said, certain yeah, that's things not, you that's can not do, a good answer. It, listen, you said what? That's about, not what? That's not a good answer because a no, lot of people don't have that. Like they have debt, but then everybody doesn't have debt. Everybody already doesn't have a lot of you, a lot of black people don't even go to college, bro. What, uh, what I'm so saying, if you cancel their debt, what debt? They didn't. They went straight from high school to Walmart. What I'm so saying, what is debt? If you thinking about so two things, I'm saying I'm talking about a fragment of what you could do besides giving out a blank check. And so Not one part of that would be canceling student loans and then making college free. That's yeah. equity work. That's about leveling the playing field. And yeah. so, yeah, you could make college free, and that's great. What about this? It's the same thing as, okay, from now on, if you sell marijuana, you don't got to go to prison. What about the 100,000 niggas you done locked up for marijuana already? <laughs> like, you won't leave <laughs> them right. in jail? Like, yeah. so now I'm now in jail for something that's totally legal. And so that's the point. Like, you got to... You gotta find a pocket instead of hand. If you, I'm I'm 100 a fan. That's why I, John, we got an argument the other day of one of, of I think it was we talk about comedians. Come we talk about comedians, and I think it was I don't know if it was Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. One of them, or they both yeah. had a spit when you gave out a blank check to for reparations, mm-hmm. and you give out a blank check to for reparations. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm just one of those. those that- it's gonna be a lot of niggas that's not using that for something that they should use it for. Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's, of do. Mm, I'm about to say, just, just you guys, we don't have to go back that far. PPP loan, they're extending the daggone uh investigation for 10 years to find every black negro and every white person, whoever else that decides to start a fake LLC and get free money. They right. coming after everyone right now, right? <laughs> so don't tell me that they won't. Like I know what we'll. I know what we will do when we. You yeah. said what? All I gotta do is what? Start a company? No problem. Yeah, LLC. <laughs> <laughs> LLC. I got, yes, I have. I have forty five employees. Our budget is five. Uh, is five million. Like oh people, people, man, people were lying, bro, yeah, and they are locking yeah. Bama's up heavy right now. So I know that that's real. And I'm not saying to Brandy's point, minorities have I hold a lot of debt. Here's my issue with the debt and in, in, in college debt. Okay. We bought into the lie. We did. We did. Hmm. What lie we is got that? A, huh? What lie is that? The, the lie is if you go to college, you'll get a good job and you're gonna get be able to financially hmm. pay all these loans back. 
and it's going to be no problem. Within three to five years, you'll be back to where the reality is we didn't know that. We didn't know that going in. We was like, nah, go to college. We're going to be good. Yeah. We went to college, took on 30, 40,000 a year in debt, and then and then put on interest and then deferred because we didn't get a job straight out the gate because you, can, you can't get no job in your track. With, it's got to be entry level. And you're not going to have the bread off the break to pay that money back. We know that. And then you meet somebody, then you get married. Then you get more and more debt. Then, or, or you get a car and you get in more debt. Like the reality is, it's already like postured a position for us to not even win before we even start. So I'm yeah, saying, I, I knew. I knew my said the education, though. No, we didn't. I'm not saying we did. I'm not trying. I'm so, not trying to say we had the education of that. Go ahead. But go ahead. Yeah, and, and I'm answering James' point. I disagree with James' point because, like, equity is about equity is different from equality. Equity is about is about leveling leveling the playing field. Like pushing people people forward, and so my issue is that's that's what I say. I'm very clear. Freeing up college tuition and debt for minorities is significant because one because one of the reasons why we go to school to in order to move forward, but we have to go into debt more than our counterparts to even move forward. And I'm just taking a teacher for example. Teachers are borrowing sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Just to be get paid thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, and so it, the the math ain't mathing, which is why mm -hmm. there's a significant teacher shortage. Which is why I've been an advocate. You ain't getting blacks back into the teaching field. Don't even don't don't do it. Don't try it. They're not doing it. It doesn't pay enough, right? So, so people say, "What are we going to get more minorities?" There's nothing you can do to get more minorities in the education career path. Because it doesn't pay enough, and there are other fields that pay more. If I'm going to borrow money to go to school and borrow money, because now people, I, I agree with John. Now we are more hip. The word is out that I'm going to be in debt for quite some long time to borrow money. If I'm going to be in this debt, the least I can do is to get a better career and to get a better job. It just doesn't mm -hmm. pay enough. And so what I'm saying is, making college free is one aspect. If I was in charge of reparations, I would add into that. Uh, uh, discounts or or credits towards home ownership that minorities would have versus their counterparts. I would add to that health insurance. Like and I'm not talking about just cheap quality health insurance that so you got to level the playing field to to kind of fix up the gap yeah. that we have created as far as they're not I mean this is a they're not interested in that. They're not interested in level leveling the playing field. Oh, yeah. so that's, that's not, not, that's, so that's, that's not even a non-starter. How does that that's a non-starter? Like yeah. it doesn't benefit them in any way. So what I they'll agree. do, what they'll do is they Black Lives Matter and make y'all pay pay for them to do whatever they, like whatever company says that you guys go. We are you guys. We all have been guilty mm -hmm. of saying, oh, oh, we believe in that narrative, and we have like, oh, let's buy into that because they believe in Black Lives Matter. That was that was that the wave that we were talking about back when that was popular. Yeah. So like that at best is is the, is the issue. But to Brandy's point. No, we weren't. We were not hip of that, Brandon. I agree. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying it from the viewpoint of we were hip from the beginning. We were not hip. <laughs> not at we all. We were not hip. Like, like, like I think. About, but I think about the student service center, man. Like when they had that job lined up with banks and credit card companies and oh, stuff like, like that thousand? at the school. Oh man, they were like, "You're gonna like, get that bad debt. You're gonna get a bad debt for the first two years." I was literally <laughs> talking about that today with a with yeah. a coworker. Like we were in a car going to get something yeah. to eat. It was like, "Yo, like I remember." Uh, all predatory the lending is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, predatory lendings and all that other yeah. stuff. Oh, but you get a free cup. You get a free T-shirt. 
It's like, yeah, oh man, I, I, I get a uh, uh, yeah. uh, a month supply of toothbrushes too. That's what's up. But you I also mean, get a free credit. I mean, it's a credit line, so you 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 don't you don't have to have a job. You apply it for the yep. uh, credit card. You get a five thousand dollar credit limit. Yep, and you go crazy. Do whatever you want to do, and you have no understanding experience. So, so yeah, you get the free cup, free T-shirt, free hat, and do whatever. My the point of what I was saying to, to even Brandy's saying, yeah, we we had no clue. But you know what's the interesting thing about? I think I don't know if anyone's experiences on this panel, but my community especially, I felt during that time of going to college, if we didn't know where we were going, you felt stupid. Mm. If you didn't know if you if you didn't know your plan. And didn't yeah. have a, if you wasn't going to be, and you felt like, I, you felt left out and ostracized and marginalized. Like, yo, you don't, you're not going to college. Because it was a thing of, it was a thing of prestige in the black community back in 2003, circa 2003, where everyone was about to go to college. Whereas they were like, yeah, oh, my son's going to here and my daughter's going here. And they got $10,000 of uh, money and they got $15,000 of money towards their college mm -hmm. or whatever it could be. And so there was this weird thing that happened in our community, at least my community, where it was like, if you weren't going to college, you've seen, it, it made you feel like, man, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it made it seem like it's, it, it's made it seem even more attractive than it even needed to seem in the first place. So now you're attracted to this thing that now has predatory lending, and now you're going into years of debt, and then you graduate and realize you can only get an entry-level job, and then you, it's going to take you 15 to 20 to 25 years to pay this debt off if you do it according to their banking standards. So the question you, we all have to ask is who wanted us to believe that college was going to make us well, not even wealthy, well off? Who wanted us to believe that most? That's the question we got to ask. Because somebody was behind the agenda of, oh, no, go to college. That's a narrative. And we believe the narrative. So, and now so we're here. So we got to take into consideration the time, the timing of when the narrative was built. <clears throat> it wasn't always a thing where we could go to college. Right. I mean, we we know that much a part of our history as a black community that yeah. those True. resources yeah, yeah, and stuff weren't available right. to us. Yeah. So when when we struggle to get those that that level of education available to us. Um, or fought so hard for it. Now mm -hmm. we we've built that narrative like, hey, we fought for this. Now you need you, you need to do this in order to better yourself in sure. this society, in this nation, or whatever the case. To to even the playing field to build that equity that you were talking about, Terrence. Mm -hmm. But I, I think eventually that narrative started to shift, where you know, uh, let's see the the powers that be of whether this country, the world, whatever the case, they started to look at it like, Oh wait, they're going to college. How else can we make money off of this? Mm -hmm. And there, there were certain things that were put in place, like the credit card companies and our student service centers mm -hmm. and like the loans and things like that, how easy it was for us to be able to get loans, to go to college and sold to us in a way of like, Hey, you'll deal with these loans. You'll have enough money to pay those <laughs> loans off later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't worry about it. Go and get your education. You're going to make, you're gonna make millions. <laughs> yeah. What lies? This yeah. Seat. Yeah. <sighs> no, it's great. I actually really appreciate that 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 comment, Mike, because you know it really helps you think about the fact that it really is that we always are behind. That's the reality of it's the reality of this life. Like whatever information we're getting, it's always five years old, right? Like whatever, and we're on the cusp of it, like we're we're like on a pinnacle of understanding it, and we're the last to get to the pinnacle of understanding because they already have had it and have already monopolized it, and then they're like here. And yeah. so, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm learning about 
right now like this quite literally so so to brandy's point of like yo we didn't know yeah true we didn't know but there's something that's amazing about this time is that it's it's free enterprise and free information in this season of life right now so like in life right now especially with with social media it's like it's like whatever they used to be able to like hold in the back rooms nobody's holding it anymore because they're 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 so ready to like readily sharing information and information was what was holding us back. We didn't have the my our parents, I agree. Our parents went off the information they that they knew at the time that yeah. they thought was great information. Yeah. Now, what are we doing with the information that is now freely dispersed? Never before has information traveled so fast with the outbreak of social media and 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 TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Now we have this all coming to us, the data coming to us quickly. But are we even monopolizing as quickly as we can to say, yo, our kids don't have to have that same journey that we had? Because even, we know it, we now know that. Alone. Yeah, and, um, and transparency. Smartphones alone, even having smartphones alone, they didn't come out until like 2005. And, right. and so even that alone has just like, Changed even outside of social media, yeah. just that access, like, you know? Yeah, I was I was thinking about like, you speaking about like the time in which we, we got the information or our parents got the information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about like my parents, they, they never finished college. Mm-hmm. And to go through the things that they went through that I'm understanding now, as far as like, not just being an adult, but having like certain conversations with them, like they sacrificed so much for me to be able to get to this point. Of course, they're going to want me to do something that they haven't been able to accomplish thinking and understanding like, yo, if you go to college and get this education, you'll be five times, 10 times more better off than what we were. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, so like, and, and I, the only thing I wish, I probably would have got more of is to push for more scholarships. Mm. I know I didn't push that hard for scholarships because my folks were like, Hey, you know what? You'll deal with the money later. We'll deal with the money later. Cause that Mm. was the narrative that was given to them. Mm. And that was the narrative that other people gave to me, deal with the money later. Just go Mm. get the education because your job's going to pay for it later. You know what I'm saying? So not necessarily their fault. It's just, no, no, no. And I don't want, I I don't even want to make a, any kind of sense of like fault, right? Like there's no sense of fault. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. My dad did. My dad didn't go to college. Um, and my dad. I mean, I'm looking at my dad. I admire my dad in a lot of ways of what he became and done. He what he did was so little, you know, and able to become, you know, do real estate and all that stuff. I'm like, man, like, how did you even make it all happen? Considering that what you did, the the stuff you didn't have, you were not supposed to be mm-hmm. what you became, because you know, based off of those resources. So, like, don't, let me be very clear. I'm not knocking my parents. I'm yeah. saying yeah. we did have to buy into a certain narrative. And yeah. and we got to be careful of the narratives we're now buying into. Mm-hmm. What, who wants us to believe that this next thing is going to be the next thing, whatever that next thing is? Who wants us to believe it that we'll purchase it and buy it or whatever or fund it such such that you know we do it for? Because like I know right now, most of us on here on this live and whatever, we're not about to just freely take our kids into college knowing what we know right oh. now. Yeah, we will not do that, and there's through. a reason for that. There's a reason for that, yo. We will not be like, yo, but my if our kids say, yo, dad, I want to be really, really wealthy, or mom, I want to be really, really wealthy, we're not gonna be like, oh, well, you should go to college, son. That won't be our advice, you know what I mean? <laughs> that won't we now know that's not the end more, more so because we live that, right? And let go me ahead, t. You know, so let me give you an example because even if it is like, I'm gonna give you like, like. Even if it is he's going to go to college, my mindset will be like, like back then. We were like, well, you need to go to the biggest and the best schools, whatever it was. Like, yeah. you, gotta go, you gotta go to this school. You gotta go to this school. This school is known for this. Now, my mindset is like, oh, who's giving you the most money? I want to know what school is giving you the most money. 
Because at the end of the day, I don't know too many people who, who I got denied a job because I didn't go to, I went here instead of, and I only went to Towson. And oh, I could have went Don't here. you get type of alma mater like that. No, listen I to what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm, I'm saying is, Oof. like, it's, it's literally, you just, like, my, my mindset has shifted. And mm -hmm. I was like, for those who are educators, even in school districts, it, there's a shift in general of not just putting college on everybody. Mm -hmm. it, like we, I would, we would just have a, having a discussion, like, like, and like within my, within my, like my, my higher ups, and we have kids who come in with, with credit deficiency, and so that which means they're like whatever happened in their life circumstance, whatever it is, they're coming in. They might come into a building from another place. They're seventeen and they have no high school credits, you know. And so, okay. like, you're seventeen and no high school credits, so you're credit deficient. And having conversations, re realistic conversations about what are the opportunities for you realistically. Like, and and it used to be, let's just push him into college. He can just achieve his, no, 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 no. We yeah. need to have some honest, number one, college ain't for everybody. Yeah. Bro, you don't go to school. Yeah. Like, bro, you, yeah. you don't, don't come to school like now. School. You don't come to school now. <laughs> right. You legally have to. You do not need to go to college at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it does not make sense. I, yeah. I'm just one of the people where I like, uh, it's not for everybody. Should, no. should, would I like everybody to attend if they have the money? Sure. Would I lie to a student and ever say that the likelihood, let's just be realistic, numbers don't lie. People with a college degree, I'm we're, I don't think anybody is disagreeing with that. People with a college degree tend to have a better chance and, and usually, as far as earned income, have okay. a better chance historically than the people who don't. I mm. think that number is starting to change, though, don't get me wrong, but it's still true, right? So I don't think that's mm. our gripe. If college was free, I don't think anyone else would be griping right now. Like, it, it's a, it would be a wealth experience. Yeah. So yeah. The issue is more so it's just like there are other opportunities. I remember, I remember when I was teaching and I'm literally, I'm teaching a four case load. I'm a grad student, and I actually have a, another almost four time, 30 hour week part time job. And I'm barely bringing in $78,000 a year, if that. Right? Mm. right? One of my students came in, yo, what's up, Mr. Robinson? I'm at Best Buy. Like, he coming to the stall. And he's like, yeah, what you doing? Best Buy kiosk. Not, Go Best ahead. Buy kiosk. Yeah, yeah. It literally like was a kiosk. It yeah, was a kiosk. I just want right. to tell the listeners. Yeah, go ahead. I, but I was a manager there, so don't. Whatever. Don't, Who cares? Don't, a manager at a kiosk? Who cares? I, it don't matter. Go ahead. I, 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 <laughs> I'm the manager I, of this kiosk. What? Look at me right. unlock that's this right. kiosk don't, blind. Don't, don't, don't nobody care about it. <laughs> no, look at me unlock this. John makes you defend yourself. It really wasn't even a kiosk. We had an actual store. We had a store. John makes you defend yourself. He tells lies. Like, I had a best they buy. They had nine products at that best buy. <laughs> they had like, nine products. Get your fort, <laughs> they didn't have no pads. They only had, they only had power cords. If you need a, you need a USB cord, you tell them this key. Power cords and batteries. Stop it. <laughs> but look, go ahead and tell your story. Tell your, I'm sorry. Tell your story. <laughs> But I had keys. I had. I got the. I got the pull the gate. You got down. the keys, bro. Go ahead. You can manage it. <laughs> got the key. I pull the gate down. <laughs> Let me pull the gate up. Let me. Oh, oh, oh. Back up. I gotta put. I gotta put the gate up. Back up. Back up. <laughs> I gotta unlock the store. <laughs> Yo. 
But the sad thing is, <laughs> it's so funny. But the sad thing is, I have a full time job. I have a full time job. I'm sorry, so Terry. Like, talk. I'm sorry. Let's, let's get I'm, back to I'm, it. I'm, I'm trying. Full-time, oh. I'm, I have a full time job. That's terrible. I have to work at a kiosk. Like, why do I have a full time job? <laughs> I'm sorry, you <laughs> might go ahead, T. Go ahead. Uh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, uh, I haven't laughed this hard in a minute. No, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Get your get your job, bro. Go ahead. Job and I got yeah. a like, mm-hmm. trying to just trying to make sense. Ends me. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right? They still live in paycheck and paycheck, right? So my student comes in, here goes my student, no debt. He, he said, what you doing? Yo, Mr. Robinson, you was the best teacher I ever had, blah, 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 blah. You know, I like, I've, I've been talking about you at my job. Oh, what you do? What you do? Oh, I drive trucks. I'm making $95,000 a year. Bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, the amount of pain in my face. Like, the amount of pain in my face. Your like, student making more than you. Yeah, yeah what? Well, it was it was the $95,000 a, a year mm-hmm. mixed with the no debt. No debt. <laughs> no None. debt. Yeah. Zero. So it's just yeah. like, I just learned, like, you know, like, did you sell him a power cord after that? Did you I tell did. him how to get the power cord? <laughs> I, did. I, did. I actually did. He got, hey, bro, got, you need a power got, cord for your uh, I iPhone? I got commission out of him. I got commission out of him. <sighs> commission. Well, you made your $6. That's all that matters, bro. That's hey, all that matters. God, I bought you some iPhone cards. Why are you playing? This is terrible. Uh, that's right. That's right. No, no, no. is right. Let me, let me highlight that. She said, we are changing lives, Terrence. That's what you're in the business of. Okay, one you are changing lives. One power cord at a time. Oh God! Oh, that just cracked my spirit all the way up. You hear me? This man said, "I'm the manager of the kiosk." I know. I saw it. I was I had, there. I I saw... We've been friends for years, uh, guys. Kim, Kim. Unfortunately, I cannot turn his mic off. No, He's no one can turn this mic off. off. We, we all can <laughs> control our own mics. That's the power of a uh, power of a podcast, oh, <laughs> guys. That's actually going to be it for today's podcast. Uh, we just like... we we kind of stopped at the Best Buy kiosk um, <laughs> on your way. <laughs> uh, can we talk about it? Uh... Can we talk about how they don't even exist no more? They don't. They <laughs> do not. They don't. They either have a real one or they don't have none at all. Away. <laughs> <laughs> they the best thing you could have did was leave that job, brother. Here are your keys. Here are your keys. I'm done. This is my last day. All right, guys. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. We actually didn't plan to have this. Actually, was great because it just went organically the way it's supposed to go. I had a lot of other stuff, but I'm glad we didn't go there because we talked about the things we talked about today. So, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is John. My name is Mike. And I'm just gonna go back to my kiosk. Like <laughs> <laughs> you already know, you you already know where you got to go, brother. You are hey, you want hey, he's you the, on the clock. He got the, he got the man. He's manager of the last kiosk. It's like the last blockbuster. It really yep. was. The last block. Yeah, the last really one, man. Yo, signing off, y'all. Peace out, y'all. Good See y'all soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs>